What's up, guys? This is Xander Monge Podcast. My name is Xander Monge. This is Imani Zoli. Iman is 20 years old. She goes to UMass Boston. She majors in environmental studies and woman, gender, and sexuality studies. There you go. That's me. Um, when Iman grows up, she wants to grow up to be... A farmer. She wants to be a farmer. Is that actually what you want to be when you grow up? Yeah, since she kindergarten. She wants to be a, a farmer since kindergarten. Today, we're going to be talking about farming. <laughs> you hear the word farming. And I'm guessing that you you think of like something differently than like what like the no- like normal people would think when they think farming. Probably. I'm not gonna lie, when I think farming, I think of like, and I might be right. I think <laughs> of like a bunch of cows in a field, <laughs> or like corn. All right? right. I mean, I mean. But, <laughs> but that's what. But we're gonna talk about like breaking down farming from the perspective of someone who's actually like been in it since. What age did you just say? Well, I've been, I've wanted to be a farmer since I was five. I recently like had my full-blown farming experience this summer, but I've been doing like farming activities my entire life. Now, my first question is, if I were to say like, are you a farmer? Would you just say yes? Or would your answer kind of be differently and get into something more specific? And I can give you an example of what I mean by that if you want. Yeah, give me an example. So for example, like if someone came out to me, and they were like, are you a filmmaker? I'd be like, uh, sure. And like, I, you look at me and you're like, yeah, he's a filmmaker. <laughs> but like, I would be like, I mean, real realistically, like I like, I'm a producer. Like I like build a team like that can achieve like a certain piece of content. Right, right. So if I say, are you a farmer? Would you say yes? Or what would you do to explain like what you actually are and like what you do? Well, honestly, at 20, I would say I would say no. I'd say I love farming. I've I've been a part of like the farming experience, but I wouldn't consider myself a farmer. Um, There are a lot of different things that I like to do and a lot of like interests I have. And just because that's my end goal doesn't mean that's my current like setting. Um, I'd say I want to be a farmer. Like, <laughs> I wish I, I wish that was my title. I wish I could like write that in my Instagram bio. I'm a yeah. farmer. <laughs> um, but no, I'd say I'm someone who loves nature and I love being around farm animals and I love getting my hands dirty, literally in the dirt and like gardening and all that stuff. But no, not yet. Not a farmer yet. When you just mentioned like you like stuff that like you like getting like you like getting in there, like you like being around these animals you like getting your hands dirty. You like like this hands-on work. When when you were growing up, did that differentiate you from other people that you were growing up alongside? Oh yeah. Even even way? within my family, I was always the hands-on the hands-on daughter, the hands-on sibling. My dad for some reason, I was like the chosen one. Like we we never had real heat in my house. We still don't have real heat in my house. So we had like a wood stove or a pellet stove. And my dad used to take me out and he had this big wood chopper thing and he'd like teach me how to chop the wood and bring the wood inside and like that's kind of where it started was like being outside with him and doing yard work and stuff and then um the school that I went to actually got flooded and we had like these little eggs and my mom (laughs) my mom literally swam through this flood saved the eggs that were in the incubator and brought them home and we kept those chickens like they had how tall was the flood like, like where it, you have to swim through it. It was, it was, I think this like was like 2000. Deep. It was really deep. It was like 2000. Oh, the one that like flooded the mall. Like yes, mall. yes, that one. <laughs> Wasn't it like fish swimming in the mall? There, Yeah. Oh my God. It was a crazy, crazy flood. I remember there were like frogs and fish in the school and like all of them were just set free. <laughs> and so my mom hell? swam through and saved these eggs and we brought the eggs home. 
and yeah we kept them and i took care of them (laughs) so do you think that like the main thing that led to kind of you wanting to do this was like your parents yeah absolutely my mom's always loved gardening too um i've always had like a green thumb and yeah i don't know most of my friends too even currently like can't really (laughs) can't really do things that i can do and not not to like not to like sound cocky or anything like that but like in terms of like housework or like yeah hands-on like construction or they don't feel like it and those are the types of things like i love to do like i remember when I was going to the farm this summer and I told all my friends, some of them were supportive, but other ones were like, why would you ever want to work on a farm? Yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, (laughs) yeah, crazy. (laughs) That's like, my dad said the same thing. Like he wanted to work on a a farm in the summer and my mom judged them. Yeah. People don't really understand. Like for those people who do love farming, other people just don't get it at all. Cause it's really weird. I mean, yeah, I was walking in cow poop all the time. Like, what do you, (laughs) what like, what types of like farmers are there like what do you do when you when you're a farmer is it everything i mean i from the farmers that i met they basically know how to do everything and then based on like all of those skills and trades they've learned through doing all of that stuff and most most farmers have like grown up farmers they don't just start in the middle of their lifetime but based on those like different things that they learn or do they'd get to choose basically what they what they want or what's financially like sustainable and whatnot so the farm that i worked on was a meat farm so we had a bunch of cows um we had there was a family living on the farm as well who did a lot of gardening and vegetable types of things so i helped out with that but it was mainly just cow farming (laughs) there's so many types of farming though like there's hay farming there's corn farming there's cows literally everything but most people have like a specific area of focus do you have like a specific at this point in your life do you have like the specific area that you know you would want to go into your niche not yet i can say from working on a meat farm that i a beef farm that i don't want to do beef farming um at one point in time right before i was going to college i thought about having like a psychiatry practice on a farm and doing like animal therapy and such um, i'm not one to want to kill the animals that i that i want to have like I, I love animals so it would probably be just it, it would be something like vegetable gardening i've also thought about not to be explicit but the marijuana business yeah because <laughs> that's like a lot of money <laughs> a lot of money's going into that now what didn't you like about like the one you farmed at not that you didn't like it but what made you know that that's not what you wanted to go into well as someone who was only there for a month i built so many connections to all the cows there um and it was amazing i mean the farm that i worked at was really really amazing compared to other farms that i visited or in the area and the the types of relationships that they would build with these cows like they had, they did like voice commands. They were kind of like dogs what? in a way. <laughs> like like you told them to come here, they were coming here. Like it was it was really really cool. And some of them were nicer than others and some of them like to be cuddled and pet and some of them like to be ridden and like you build these connections and then you have to decide which one goes. <laughs> and that's yeah. like really really tough and like then and the, the head comes back and then you see their head and it's like They give you what do you mean the head comes back? They give you the head. Yeah, they give you the head back. I mean, like the the people, the, the there was no slaughterhouse on the farm because they didn't want to involve themselves in that. Yeah. Um. But like, you go to the slaughterhouse and you pick up all the beef and they give you the head back if you want it and you you let it rot and you sell the you sell the. Oh, oh, I see. So these people, they were selling like the meat to the consumer. They weren't selling like the, the actual animals to the supply, to the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. 
So yeah. they did like everything except. They did like, everything except for the actual process. Yeah. How do you pick them. which one? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Um, and that's something I questioned when I for, was first there, but it's really, it's based on sustainability. It's which cows are producing the best cows um, oh, okay. that you want to keep. So, I mean, there were a few of them where the owners of the farm, they just really had like strong bonds with these cows, so they were never going to send them off. Um, but then other ones like gave birth to awful, awful kids. Like they weren't, they weren't listening. They wouldn't follow the, the lead with like all the other cows. Like it's really, it's really like a weird concept to think about, but like if they were too small, if, if one mom, I remember Murray's mom actually mm-hmm. was sent away because really? Murray was like because a crazy like kid. Oh, he was crazy. He up. was like, he would crawl out of the, the electric fencing and he wouldn't even care about getting like electrocuted. Sure. Um, and he would just walk around. He'd just chill around the farm. So they were like, Kelsey, who was his mom, was not producing great babies. So they sent her away once she was big enough. How many kids does it take for them to realize like that it wasn't just like a one-time It's usually thing. a few. It's usually and like three or four from what I, what I learned. Um, but it's pretty obvious straight on, especially if the mom is also not cooperative herself. Yeah. So. Damn. I know. It really sucks. <laughs> what is... What is uh what is being on that farm like consist of? It was like ugh, <laughs> it was a routine. It was it was a routine, like, and then yeah. What's like the day in a life? A if you should have done that vlog, by the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I just thought of, like you a hundred percent should have had that. Um, it was ugh, a day in the life. Like it was my really my funny. cow was like morning routine. <laughs> video one. My cow was like night routine. Yeah, true. Um, but a oh, day well. in the life was like <laughs> you wake up super early well i was waking up super early I would oh you lived on the farm too yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. i lived there That's um cool. i was waking up super <laughs> early i would feed all the animals we had a bunch of different animals we had cows horses ducks pigs um what else did we have chickens uh goats sheep donkey anyways <laughs> so on and so forth so you feed all of them and then i paid a lot of attention to fencing and keeping like the animals contained so I was learning about making sure that the electricity was always running. There was like a shock tester and like a bunch of different things that you would do on a day-to-day basis just to make sure that everything was functioning. Um, and then you would like transport cows. You would be moving cows constantly. And we had multiple separate pastures because they were grass-fed cows. Um, and so eventually once one pasture's grass was just completely um, eaten up, you'd have to like figure out which pasture you want to move them to and then the process of moving them was always complicated because you had those cows who like didn't want to cooperate um and then there were like a bunch of things along the way that would like go wrong like a machine would break down or um you'd be carrying the hay barrels and all of a sudden the tractor just like doesn't want to work (laughs) so you have to like figure out what you need to do like in those circumstances and a lot of the time the owners weren't there so i'd have to figure those things out myself and that was it was fun but it was super challenging because it was like dead of summer super hot out on the top of a mountain yeah. um and oh, mean, where was this by the way this is in new hampshire oh okay um so yeah it was difficult but it was a lot of fun and that's the type of thing that i like to do that like a lot of people would literally want to die before doing <laughs> what's like when so you mentioned like there's like these cows that like um or animals that don't cooperate what's the benefit of like them and it sounds like an obvious question but what's the benefits of them cooperating what do you get out of that well the way you raise an animal basically dictates like what their life is going to be like it's it's just like humans i mean yeah everybody's environment 
has an effect on like their lifestyle. Um, and there are a lot of a lot of farmers out there who like settle for like abusing their animals or don't care about the life of their animals. Whereas like yeah. on this farm that we worked that I worked at, they really really cared, and so they understood that to be able to like push all of that aside and not have to resort resort to any of that stuff like their raising of the cows was super important to them yeah. um so like having a cooperative cow just meant that like your relationship with them was going to be strong they'd always just cooperate i mean it's, it, it is as simple as it can be um what happens to the like what happens to the ones that cooperate did is it the same they're just great animals <laughs> you just keep them they're just like, well no i mean well like what it like what is like what comes about the ones that cooperate because you're saying that the ones that don't cooperate like <laughs> the ones that don't <laughs> the cooperate that do. are, are more likely to be sent first yeah but again like it's an ever-going cycle you can't really just stop bringing cows to get killed because that's their way of life like that's how they're making their money they're selling beef and like to sell to sell beef they need cows and blah blah blah, blah, yeah. blah. so they're constantly like raising and sending cows away but um the purpose of them cooperating is really just it's kind of i guess in a way you might want to call it selfish but i don't think it's selfish personally but like it's just so that you can have that bond with the animal um and then it, i guess it makes it all the more sad when you see them yeah. go but like <laughs> so for someone who's like interested in like the same thing like what how did you get like how did you get that position at the at the farm and like get the opportunity to like do work there like what was that process honestly i i don't even know if i can give anybody advice for that because mine was complete luck and honestly it seems like it's just it's it was crazy how it worked out but basically because of covid my family and i really wanted to get away and go do something um and we found this airbnb in the middle of the mountains because the farm also has an airbnb yeah and we went there and i was oh, mind cool. blown i was i was like what <laughs> like this is my dream and so i basically sat there and i begged this farm owner to let me stay <laughs> and the first time she thought i was just like another one of those people who's like i want to work on a farm yeah second time same thing third time like same thing she kept like disregarding everything i was saying now i like was super persistent the entire time i was there i was like i want to work on this farm and i had my mom talk to her and everything she was like <laughs> my daughter will do anything like she will literally sell her soul to these animals because she loves them so much like that's the type of person she is and finally she was like okay if you're serious like i'll give you a chance and so it was it was pure luck for me but and do you think that like did you, did you already like know the majority of like what you had to do there going into it no so <laughs> no i had no that's idea okay if someone was like trying to do the same thing and they like um got in touch with like a farmer and like was talking to them do you think that there's anything that they need to like learn beforehand or th is them being willing to learn already good enough um well my first ad piece of advice would be to make sure that you know what kind of farm you're getting into to study and like to meet them and and figure out what their practices are like because if you don't agree with their practices then it's going to be really difficult working there um and so luckily for me they were really they were really all about the animals and they wanted the animals to have like the best life they could possibly have because it's you know our responsibility if you're going to have them you might as well like treat them like people yeah. um so if you don't care about any of that stuff i mean go ahead willy-nilly pick a farm but if you do that's something you should definitely look into and then in terms of understanding what you need to do and all of the responsibilities you're going to have um you really you really need to want it because it's not for everybody and let me tell you i had days where i 
was crying myself to sleep because yeah. of how exhausted I was. And my body was just like, just drained, like emotionally, physically. And it was really, really hard. Like something would go wrong and I didn't know how to fix it or I thought I wasn't like doing it the right way. And it was like really, really difficult for me. Um, and there was even one point when I was like, I'm going home. Like I'm not staying here anymore. And then I talked to the farm owner and at the end of the day, I was like, no, this is my dream. <laughs> like, I can't just walk away from this. Like, this is something I really want. So if I can't do it for one month, like, how am I going to do it for the rest of my life? Um, but yeah, just understanding your limits and making sure that you really, really, really want it and are willing to, like, work hard and respect the animals and respect your work is really important. So what came about that, like, in the end? Like, are you going to go back at, like, season two? <laughs> 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 or, like... Like, what ended up happening with that? Well, I came back because my semester was starting. Um, and I, I knew that if I was living on a farm, I, I had the option of staying. I knew that if I was living on a farm and trying to balance school, I it would be farm. <laughs> it would be farm. There would be no school. Um, I don't know if there will be a season two at that farm specifically, but since I've been home, I, did my, I have my own chicken coop. Um, it's been really fun, actually, like doing the chicken coop thing even though that's pretty low key. Um, but I intend on at least implementing all of the things I've learned into like the future. Um, like I've built a huge vegetable garden for my mom at home because she's, she loves gardening and she physically can't because she has multiple sclerosis. So I was like, I'll do it for you and basically started that. Um, so I don't know if I'll go back to the farm specifically, but I'll definitely take everything that I've learned and use it in my day-to-day -day life like there are a lot of skills that like I did not I did not have before and now I'm like willing to try new things and physically I feel like I'm a lot stronger in terms of like what I'm willing to do and what I'm willing to try so what's something like what's like the biggest thing you learned kind of literally and then the biggest thing you learn like mentally leaving there literally what did i learn yeah Oof. like what's yeah like the best skill or like the most useful skill you think you learned there i learned a lot of <coughs> i learned so much i mean you guys would you, probably more than i've learned in school but <laughs> probably um, <laughs> most likely. i've learned i mean i learned a lot about tools a lot of different tools i mean not that i can like think of names at the top of my head but like in terms of use usage and stuff like that like i'm a lot more handy now um literally i learned a lot about fencing and like all of the things that go into fencing and how like one leaf can can ruin the entire fencing operation. Mm. I did a lot of weed whacking, um, which is so, so frustrating a lot of the time, but that was really great. And then in terms of like equipment and stuff, I, I learned to ride a bobcat. I rode a huge tractor. Um, oh, I know what, so cool. <laughs> I know what I did. I think the coolest thing I've done is I've driven like a Ford, I think it was on a 350 with like a 40 foot bed attached to it, like all around New Hampshire yeah. to like transport. Cause we got a lot of food from the food bank to, for the cows. Um, so we'd have to go pick those pallets up. And I was responsible for like driving these huge, huge, like long beds. And that was so scary at first, but I'm yeah super chill about it now. What about like mentally? Mentally, like I said before, I think it's just not giving up honestly and i know that sounds super cliche but there were so many times where i was like this is <laughs> this is not what i want to do anymore and then i'm like no but this is what i want to do <laughs> so i mean if you have a goal and it's something that you've really worked hard for it's something that you've thought about for your entire life like don't just give up on it because 
whether it's physically straining or emotionally straining, like if you really want it bad, it's going to end up great for you in the end. And I think that like my entire experience was incredibly wholesome and it was probably one of the best summers I've had in my life. Um, and yeah, so mentally it's just don't give up. It's not worth it. <laughs> so transitioning, do you have like your own like land and like your own like animals and, and like farm and things like that? Currently? I, I know you do, but <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the question. Well, like at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At home we have not even, not even a lot of land. Like the farm I was working on was like, I think, 30 or 40 acres but um i think we have like an acre of land at home i have completely emptied out our shed and i have like a chicken coop in there and then i built like a fence for my chickens so that they can go outside because i want them to be free range um i have a dog so that's pretty cool um i'm thinking of getting ducks but i'm not sure yet and then uh, you yeah you do that like in Attleboro? like you can just do all that or is it like whatever Ugh, we got in trouble for it at first uh. but then i like i got a permit and stuff so it's fine um, but then like vegetable gardening, I built like this, these huge beds. Unfortunately, we didn't really think about lighting, <laughs> which is really, really dumb. But that whole operation kind of failed just because of the location that I put the bed. Um, I made it more of like an aesthetic thing for my mom. But then we realized like your vegetables are not really going to do well right here. So next summer, I'm definitely going to have to move that. Um, and then like a lot of yard work and like things that you're riding. We have, a my dad buys all these like machines and things for no reason at all but now there's a reason because i know how to use them <laughs> so like tractors and stuff in terms of like in terms of short-term goal and long-term goal what would you say like both of them are if you have one or if you have them i mean long-term goal become a farmer short-term goal graduate college <laughs> 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 like <laughs> what are you doing to like achieve both those goals <laughs> Well, for the farming, it's doing what I did this summer, uh, constantly reminding myself of what I want and like making sure that I'm actively trying to do it, whether it's like small ways or big ways by working on a farm or like gardening at home. Um, short term goal of graduating college, reminding myself that like this country, you need money <laughs> to do whatever you want. Yeah. And without a degree, it's really hard to make money. Um, which is really unfortunate because I hate school, but <laughs> but that's the motivation is money to an extent, in my opinion, buys happiness. And then after that, it's up to you, but you need some sort of stability. So that's my motivation for my short term goal. And then um, do you have like a favorite or like a person, a story when it comes to this topic of something that like stuck with you, like something that happened and it really made you think like, like damn or like wow like um, that just happened or, <laughs> or something you'll never forget yes Ugh, this is a pretty small one but i mean i've always been really great with animals and for some reason animals always love me to an extent but this cow on the farm murray who yeah. would escape all the time and like everybody hated him like he was one of these cows who like n was not cooperative like troublemaker um, troublemaker like angsty teenager type of cow like crazy boy crazy boy so he would like escape the fences and he would run away from people. Like n he didn't like anybody. He would kick, um, he would headbutt with his little horns, super cute. And then I don't know how, but me, <laughs> magical me, we, we built a connection and he just loved me. I mean, he would literally come up to me for cuddles and he wouldn't run away. And like, I learned that his favorite food is carrots and stuff like that. And like, I was like, man, if I could make this cow like me, who doesn't like the farmers who treat him super well and like, all of these people around here who really care about him but like can't stand him at the same time like if he doesn't like them but 
he likes me, then I must have some sort of touch. So <laughs> that's something that stuck with me because, yeah, I love Murray. He's cute. <laughs> and then you bought him. And then I bought him. And then I realized how big of a responsibility that was. And I realized I, I could not have him in Attleboro. And it was so unrealistic. But when, like, where do you go? Like, what ended up happening to him? Ugh. He's, he's still at the farm. But yeah. Um, yeah, I just I gave up ownership rights. And hopefully, I mean, he's a, he, he was supposed to, he's predicted to be a dwarf cow. So I don't think he would ever really be good for beef. Um, so he'll probably just get sold to somebody because the cows are actually really expensive. Yeah. Um, wait, how much did the cow cost? Like three K or like more? Well, no, my cow, I mean, I worked on the farm, so it was, it was kind of like a deal, but cows can be really expensive and depending on their breed and like what kind of that breed, like a dwarf Highlander, I'm pretty sure can be, yeah, around like three grand and people just buy them for pets, which is crazy to me. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah have you ever thought about farming xander my dad like likes farming a lot but like and he like wanted a job where where he would go in the summer to do something similar to that Mm -hmm. but he didn't want to go through it's it's difficult when you when you're going through like you have a job that pays a lot my dad makes a lot of money Mm -hmm. and then you're kind of going like and he's also like he wears like a suit to work and that kind of thing right <laughs> so, and that's like who he knows sure yeah so for him at least it's difficult to go like that like a different direction right even though i know that's like what he likes more right so i would just say like you already know too but like <laughs> it's like not worth doing something that like you think people like would respect more or like like more absolutely because yeah. like that's what yeah. he'd like you can tell he would like, rather be like farming (laughs) yeah especially as a middle eastern and like unfortunately farmers are like low of the low yeah when i told my family and i was super enthusiastic about it when i told most like most of my family members my immediate family was supportive but my like distant relatives when i said i wanted to go work on a farm they literally looked at me like i was like yeah they're like what it was like judgment and disgust and like why would you ever stoop so low to like go work and like cow poop and dirt yeah. and like whatever and meanwhile i was like yeah yeah wait how'd you get through like like that like people's i just like don't opinion i didn't care <laughs> i was like, like I how because that's that's easier i do that too but it's easier said than done well back like, to how like people how do you do that back to my goals like i'm going to college not because i really really love university and i love going to college but i'm going to college because like if i don't i know i won't really succeed and i won't make the money to do what i want to do one day but like i'm gonna prove them wrong (laughs) and i intend on owning a farm and i intend on being successful at the same time because i truly believe like that stereotype about farming and like the lack of success and like the grossness of it and boringness and all that stuff it's not true if you really love it um so in terms of my family I mean, they're immigrants. They say a lot of things that <laughs> that, that yeah. stem from judgment. So I kind of have to just let it go at some point. Um, and I've dealt with that all my life. So same. I've gotten used to it. Yeah, I to <laughs> I've gotten thing. used to it. Um, so you would say like the would would your advice be to be would your advice be to have like a goal? Yeah, like absolutely. something like very like know your goal so that like nothing gets in the way. Yeah, absolutely. Know your goal and understand that. Like I said, money buys happiness to a certain extent, but once you have like enough money to at least be stable, like it's up to you really to decide 
what yeah. actually makes you happy. Um, and if you don't know what that is, then like figure it out. I mean, how? <laughs> how do you figure it out? Try different things. I'm a big yeah, believer basically. in like trying different things. Yeah. Um, and as someone who didn't really grow up privileged and I wasn't able to try like a lot of things like skiing or like, I don't know, like a lot of like elite sports or things yeah. like that or music or dance or anything like that. Like do it in your house. Like <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, till this day, I'm like, I would love to be a singer. I know it's unrealistic, but I still jam out to karaoke when I'm alone. <laughs> I brought my TV Same over actually. to, I brought my TV joking. to carry, uh, I brought my TV to the apartment and we went on YouTube and I was like, Oh God, they're going to see my search history. And it's all like karaoke, <laughs> but like, yeah, try different things. And honestly, like more opportunities out there than when I was in high school. I think like it's so it's slowly, you're slowly getting there. And you, I mean, it's it's hard even as someone who has a little bit of privilege and then didn't have privilege at the same time like all of my white friends were always skiing and i've never been skiing my entire life and like hopefully yeah. this summer i mean this winter will be my first time skiing but that's only because i'm making it happen like i worked my ass off in college i'm trying to save money like things that i want to do you kind of just have to get them done yourself if no one else is handing them to you on a silver platter yeah yeah, I mean, I say that all the time. Like, how are you supposed to know you like spaghetti if, like, all you try is, like, tuna? Like, right. you're supposed to, like, try, like, different foods right. and stuff like that. And, like, you're supposed to try different stuff. Also, that's, like, the weird thing about having immigrant parents. You have, like, you're, like, an immigrant, so you have, like, that. Mm -hmm. But you also feel, like, privileged because you're, like, first generation. Mm -hmm. It's, like, it's like a weird Yeah, it's a a really thing. difficult. But anyways. Anyways. Uh... This is the Xander Monge podcast. This is Imani Zoli. Um, thanks for watching. And um, like I like I say in all of them, um, the topic is farming, but you're seeing like a lot of themes of like passion, goals, and like kind of close muting your like ears from people's judgment to like reach what makes you happy. Um, and all that can be applied to anything basically. So yeah is there anything you want to say any last thing you want to say um smile i'm a big believer that smiles can actually make you happy and i know that's so corny to say but i'm serious i smile all the time and even though i'm like hashtag depressed it makes me happy sometimes so smile guys <laughs> all right <peace. laughs> bye that was good thanks yay that was so fun